Hey, welcome to the show. Daver here. This guy's Chad. And Chandler's back as well. How we doing, Dave? Well, we're doing great. It's a new year. Uh, we had a big AEW pay-per-view to end the not great year of 2023. I can't call it that. The uh, year. But it was a the year. year. Uh, dang, they were sold out at that Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York, which I didn't think was going to happen. I couldn't tell. The crowd was so quiet during some of those matches, but nice that at least they sold out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a World's End. Uh, neat little sneaky pay-per-view. They uh, stuck in there for us at the end of the year. Um, yeah, and we had a prediction episode uh, that dropped uh, a few days ago. And we're going to reap what we've sowed and uh, tally up our points here on our match by match and see who's got to eat uh, Barnett's Mega Sour Fruit. Wee. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. So if they suck, we can say that. Ooh. But I, I kept... They're, they're telling us uh, consumption without a brief or uh, consumption within a brief time may cause temporary mouth and or stomach irritation. <laughs> like those nuts. Oof. Oh, the, that I, was I don't think nothing can get worse than that. Those were awful. If these candies are somehow like half as bad, I'll be shocked. But I kept track of the numbers and the points like last time. There were a few matches we didn't keep track of because they were just announced way too late or we didn't know about them. So Willow versus Chris Statlander, we missed that. Uh, the eight-man tag, we missed that. And then we did not count the second TNT title match. Slight spoilers, but we didn't know about that one either. But essentially, once again, second place, two-way tie, fighting for balance here. Chad and Dave with 24 points, which means I'm the winner. I got 29 points. The biggest things that set us all apart. So I got the Battle Royale white, right? Kill switch. I knew it. We connected. And then uh, I went all in my boy Joe, of course. I learned my lesson. And then it was just some stuff like the TNT title kept Chad down. Dave didn't go all in on Swerve and Hook. But yeah, just funny that once again, we ended in a tie. Yeah, kept it interesting. I, uh, I think we have uh, some value, you know, in our in our system here, which uh, I really enjoy. I did. I um, was pretty excited during the battle royale. Not uh, not to jump too far ahead, but Danhausen was making it pretty far into it. I was like screaming. Then all of a sudden, I saw that stupid dinosaur, and I was like, "No, Chandler!" Was it really? like number? Rude? That was one of his booking genius again. I, that was one of the few matches I missed because uh, I only started with uh, Hook and Yuta and then moved on. But wasn't he like third? Yeah. My goodness, you got close. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I hate like Jay White and Danny Garcia were great shouts. But if we had known the tag match, obviously you guys wouldn't have said them. Yeah. So just happenstance. 
Also, I wanted to ask Dave, we didn't get a chance to change it, but if you had known that it was going to be Swerve and Dustin, would you have still picked Dustin? All Swerve. Okay. I don't, I would have no, just. No way in, no way in tarnation would uh, Dustin win that. You still, with our rule, you still would have lost, so you still would have had yeah. to do the punishment, but I just wanted to ask yeah. that. Like, I figured yeah. we'll get to that. Best match on the card. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, do we want to go through each match and then go with the points for each one first? No, I don't think we did that last time. I think we just went in through the matches. I think, you know, we we know. I mean, I can bring them back up, but we want to just start with Willow and Chris. So we're, are we going to eat a ball for every match? Oh, that was what... Um, you guys want to do that? You guys are the one doing the punishment. I'm okay with it. Do you guys have what? Like... Oh, yeah, there's, there's 11 so balls. Yeah, like 30. Okay, yeah. yeah. If you guys are... That'd be fun. Cool. Okay. Let me uh get situated here. Yes. Um all right. Here we go. I got a yell an old yeller. All right. Here. I got a greenie. Too sweet me. Too <laughs> sweet. This is super sour water, by the way. So I'm I'm participating. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, the good oh, sour boy is the worst. Ooh. Oh, not as bad as the fire. Not as bad as Death Nuts, though. Chandler, tell us about them not being legal in America. Are they? I, I mean, I was able to buy them, and I live in America. <laughs> so, like up until not oh, that long ago, right? Yeah, I didn't. I just saw it on their website. They're like, "Oh, we only were able to ship them until 2023." Like I think summer 2023. So they were too sour for them kids, but. I guess they decided to F them kids. Bring them out. Bring them out. So they're coated, and then they got a candy. Mm. A normal candy. Well, I'll say this. Uh, when we review Dynamite on Thursday, I should have them by then. So I'll try a couple when we review Dynamite, just so I can try out the fun. But I don't oh, have mine right okay. now, Although Once you get past the sour, it. the flavor is actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We've got, I think I'm going to crunch my candy. Little ASMR here. Ooh, now we're really improving. Little ASMR. Mm-hmm. Can't hear it that well. So I, I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. All right, match number one. One candy out of the way. Woo! Get it going. Um, little impromptu um, Continental Classic uh, competitor match. Uh, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Mark Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia against Roosh, Jay White, Brody King, and Jay Lethal. Uh, cool little... Uh, kind of stroll down memory lane i liked how we got to see people who faced each other and had memorable moments uh kind of relive that and it was cool to see a couple uh kind of new matchups uh, also 
Like uh, it was kind of good to see Jay Lethal and Briscoe in there together. And then it was uh, refreshing to see Jay White and Brian Danielson, uh, uh, you know, throw down for a little bit in there, which uh, God, give me that sometime soon before <laughs> Danielson retires. Yeah. We're on borrowed um, time. Let's get these matches in this league was great, but there's still more. <laughs> we got a lot to get done. Um, had a cool moment with uh, Garcia blind tagging Danielson uh, right when he winds up to do a yes kick. Uh, kind of cool Garcia taking that spotlight. Uh, we got Garcia in the ring with Brody King. Like I said, a nice little call black uh, call back to the tournament. Um, we got Brody King uh, confronting Daddy Magic, who was on commentary. Uh called him a bitch uh said he's not gonna do anything and man that really seemed pretty real <laughs> like that was uh pretty intense uh garcia get, ends up getting isolated and beat down for quite a while uh bloody nose uh from all that at one point mark briscoe uh, does a blockbuster, then a froggy, froggy bow off the apron onto the floor. Uh, Excalibur made a really cool point that I like that basically this is J uh, Mark Briscoe's rookie year as a singles competitor. Uh, kind of cool way to look at that. Uh, Claudio and Brody King uh, threw down for a while. We got the meat chance from that. Uh, giant swing drop kick combo from Claudio and Brian Danielson to Brody King. Uh, really cool uh, tandem move. Great cohesion uh, within the BCC. Uh, we got Jay Lethal going for a figure four on Mark Briscoe. Uh, but let's see. Or Jay Lethal goes for a figure four, but Mark Briscoe does a froggy bow on Lethal. Uh, every guy ends up hitting their move in quick succession at the end. Garcia suplexes King. Lethal goes for a lethal injection, but Garcia rolls him up for the win. Uh, he dances. Uh, Mark Briscoe does a little dance. And uh, Birdie King ends up... Uh, decking daddy magic off camera too um yeah fun uh definitely a fun little match uh and now that i'm thinking about it i totally skipped over zero hour we can we can go back to that but we'll, we'll let's talk about this for half a second here um i feel like this was definitely like second best or match of the night for me um it was really exciting. It was just kind of a lot of spots, but that's never a bad thing, especially with the current cast we had. Not to just repeat some of the stuff you said, but I really loved that, you know, Garcia coming out. He's getting his entrance. He's about to dance, and oh, he's cut off by Danielson because Danielson can't let him have anything. And then Danielson's doing his kicks. He's yes, yes, yes. And then Garcia steals it, and he gets in there. He steals his momentum. I was like, ah, are they doing something with him, finally? And then... Uh, I really like this story where it's like, as long as he doesn't dance in these matches, he can win, which that's silly sports entertainment, but I don't care. Danny Garcia is doing it well. Um, 
and then having daddy magic on commentary was great because there was a time where he was trying to get involved and they were like, no, 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 no. You'll get fined. You'll lose your career. Yada, yada, yada. And Nigel McGuinness was like, ho, ho, I'm sure there's someone out there that'll find you. And he's talking about Danielson and all this fine bollocks and all that. Like, I think I'm on Nigel McGuinness's side with uh, Hayden Danielson. He, he really knows what he's talking about. And then um, I think another small bit that I liked is right when Brody King was getting in Daddy Magic's face, you can see Jay White like egging him on like, yeah, keep doing it. You got him. You can take him out. So just little tiny things they peppered out. Like you can really feel the personalities in this eight man tag. So I thought it was executed to perfection for only knowing about it like for a day. So really well done. Yeah, it was so cool how they kind of kept all those little mini storylines up in the air during that whole eight man tag, all the funny little interactions, uh, uh, the little look at the, after the match that, uh, Garcia gave, Bre uh, Brian Danielson was like pretty kind of cool. Um, uh, yeah, fucking yet again, Jay white, just oozing fucking confidence and being cocky. I'm like, I, 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 can't, I just can't stop watching him now. Um, uh, I, I hope he continues that direction and doesn't just kind of fold back into the uh, the uh, Bullet Club gold and kind of just become sort of that uh, hapless, goofy guy again because this cocky, dangerous version of Jay White is awesome. Um, yeah, the, uh, the that little moment between Briscoe and Lethal right at the beginning, they did a quick little handshake, like kind of keeping that respect going. I thought that was badass too. Um, yeah, all in all, just a great, great uh, thing. Uh, do you guys think that uh, Garcia and Brian are gonna start a uh, start another feud? Kinda I hope so. Continue what they did uh, when he was uh, thinking of going BCC. Be an excellent match for Revolution. One quick thing about what you just said with um, Jay White and the Bullet Club Gold. I think it was interesting the build to full gear. A lot of it was, oh, can MJF surpass all of Bullet Club Gold? When I would argue. Jay White is almost more competent since losing all of Bullet Club Gold. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of weird to think like he was able to get through and get to the finals of the CC all by himself. He beat Mox all by himself. Like, sure, it was a little dastardly, but that doesn't matter. He still did it. So, yeah, tables turned. Mox would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to have a program though, Danielson and garcia um i think they should uh kick out yuda add garcia well we'll get, we'll get to that when we get to the like zero hour again but my goodness i think i could just finally admit it. i do not like yuda and i know they just are building him eventually man i just think he needs to build himself on ring of honor for five years just because i don't have to see him like oof yeah oof. I'm I'm not into him at all. Like I was when he had that match against Moxley and bled and earned their respect and all that. It was cool, but yeah, just don't put a mic in his hand. Great yeah. wrestler. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he yeah. has done great things. It's just, he hasn't done them in a while or he's not doing them on dynamite or collision or pay-per-view. And that's unfortunately all I'm watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you want to pivot back to uh zero hour? Yeah, so unfortunately, I started watching the show late. I only started watching the show at like 
15 minutes till end. So with the broadcast, I only started at Hook and Yuta. So I've only seen mm-hmm. Hook and Yuta. I have not seen Willow and Statlander and uh, the Battle Royale. But I know kind of what happened, so I can talk about them. Uh, what did you guys think about Willow and Chris? I know it ended with a botch. That's all I know. Sloppy. Like, it was good until then. I mean, I wasn't captivated, to be honest. I had honest. a hard time paying attention. Stokely and Taz were cracking me up. And yeah. I could not pay attention to the match. Oh, I missed a funny that Taz was the best part of the match. No, I need to go back. It's the best part of the match with Stokely and Taz. <laughs> Commentary. Taz, Taz has been on fire with these Tony Storm bits. Like, I got to give him more credit. He's been so funny, but I digress. Human duplex machine. Human <laughs> duplex machine. That's a hey, landlord I landlord. <laughs> Oh my uh, gosh. But I mean, uh, I think just comparing to the one zero hour match I did see, even with the botch, I would have preferred seeing Willow and Chris because I, Willow's great. Chris is great. Probably would have been better than the match I did see. But do you guys have anything else more to say about Willow and Chris? Yeah, it was, it was pretty unfortunate trying to watch Willow pick up Statlander twice for a gut wrench. Or a uh, doctor bomb, or no? What was it? Yeah, gut wrench, gut wrench, suplex. Statlander just straight up, basically leg dropped her because she fell on top of her. Like Ooh. it looked so bad. Oof. And yeah. I was thinking in my head, like, please don't let let this like be the trend of the pay per view. <laughs> um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I un- unfortunate. And then we had yeah. the 20-man Battle Royale. It seems like it was Luchasaurus and 19 jobbers. Is that true? Lance Archer was Ooh, okay. a non-jobber, I'd say. And, 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 I mean, you know, Trent Barrera isn't a jobber, but he's also not on Dynamite or Beretta. Collision. Beretta, sorry. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Dan Housen isn't a jobber, but he hasn't been on Dynamite or Collision more than just yeah. uh, like my a quick boy Dan Housen that kept my hopes alive to all the way up to the final three, baby. Yeah, just to go back, I mean, we had some interesting choices for this battle royale. Uh, I picked Kill Switch because I was like, no matter what, who wins? That's an interesting idea. I didn't think they'd use it that night, but it's interesting. And then you guys both had Jay White and Daniel Garcia, which. If y'all had known they were going to be an eight-man tag, you wouldn't have said them. But, again, we just didn't know. But your backups were Danhausen, which is pretty good. And then Scorpio Sky, which he I don't know where he's been. I don't know what he's doing. But you could also maybe say that this – was it beneath him? Yeah. You know, he's one of I mean, where, battle royals. Yeah, where the hell is he? Damn it. He's one of my favorite. Like, FCU was – Cool. Oh, like yeah. that was early AEW. Him and uh, Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, I like Scorpio a lot. Uh, I hope he's not like hurt and just, you know, who knows? Maybe um, he'll show up on Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, he showed up on Collision and had like a couple matches. Uh, was then, that the uh, Punk era? Was that when he was around? Maybe Punk liked him, and now that Punk isn't there, whatever. This is big speculation, but whatever issues that Scorpio Sky had that kept him off of TV, 
Punk was like, I don't care. I want him. And now that Punk isn't there, they're like, well, we're just going to keep him off TV. I don't know. I've, I've never even seen the guy wrestle. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah, I just wrote down a couple of the beats of the like the end of the match. Uh, at the point where Archer wakes up from being covered in tables, I guess. Uh, on the outside, uh, he wakes up and destroys everybody. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, it comes down to. Lance Archer, Danhausen, Trent, and Killswitch. Uh, Trent and Danhausen end up eliminating Lance Archer together. They hug, and then Trent eliminates Danhausen. Oh, that's like man. my least favorite spot in Battle Royales, where it's two faces that are smaller than the heel, and they are like two heels smaller than the big face, and they eliminate someone. And they're like, yeah, we did it. And then one of them turns on the other. And they like, I hate that spot so much. Can you not? Like, there's a dinosaur behind you. Take care of him and then turn on each other. But, the, yeah. you know, obviously Kill Switch was going to win. So that's not going to happen. But uh, Kill Switch and Trent are on the apron. And Kill Switch ends up headbutting Trent off the apron to win. Uh, and he received a contract for a TNT title match, which may or may not come into play a little later. I have, I have no idea if this comes into play. I have no idea. It's not a spoiler. Um, it's a prediction. Ooh. I think I'm going to do another Barnett. For oh, my oh yeah! All right, I'll, I'll start talking about Hokuta. I I actually saw this match, so I turned on the pay per view and I get greeted with Yuta on the mic, which oh, that's never a great way to start. Um, and he's just kind of blabbing, and then I heard some like big like horn, like boat horn. Apparently, oh, that's that. That one was pretty bad. Ooh, ooh, They're different. They're all different. Oh, that's exciting. That's good to know. Oh, that escalated quickly. Just think about, just think about the great Yuta <laughs> suffering. Was the gag because of the sour or because of the great Yuta? Oh, good uh, question. Uh, that keeps me up at night. But yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where the Long Island crowd was like, oh, wait, that's our local hockey team. They play that sound. Woohoo. And it meant something to Hook. It meant something to Taz. Good for them. Uh, this was like a 12-minute match. It was very, I like, halfway through, I just wrote, this is a very mid-plunder match. Like, there's another no-DQ match later on that matters a lot more. So they're not going to overexcite the crowd, especially on the zero hour. But I think it was Hook in a very tasty suplex on a trash can in the corner. And then he got a hockey stick and he broke it like immediately over Yuta. So I guess he's just that hardcore. Uh, and then he put him in the red rum, lit the hockey stick, like half of it, and Yuta tapped out. And that's like, that was it. Yeah. Um, it Home Depot or Lowe's, you can get the FTW brand trash can and lid. Really? That's kind of cool. No, is it? Which one is it? Can oh. you get that? <laughs> Which one? I don't know. That was a joke. Oh, funny guy, funny guy. Uh, My dog kind of wants one of these sour things. Oh, what would like it, it do to a dog? 
No, don't let I don't, like I don't want to have to clean up that mess. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> smart. You like that one time I ate Arby's. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. You ever had you ever had their meat mountain at Arby's? <laughs> no. Obviously Dave hasn't, but it is they just take all of their meat and put it on one sandwich. It is terrible. What? It doesn't taste like anything. It's just like like chicken, roast beef, bacon, turkey, ham, whatever else they have, and like three different slices of cheese. And you're like, this is just like, like I'm just tasting gruel. Like you could have just mashed this all together and it would have tasted the same. And then I looked up the, I never do this, but I looked up the nutritional facts afterwards and I'm glad I did. It was like seven times the amount of your daily, like amount of soda, sodium. And this one thing, and this one burger and i was like yeah i'm, I'm glad i i'm glad it sucked because now then i would feel bad for wanting to eat it but now i'll never eat it again anyways i didn't know that was a thing it's like a hidden menu thing you got to go there and say hey can i get the meat mountain i'm sure they don't i don't know if they still do it but challenge accepted so, speaking of yeah. a bunch of meat what did you two think of hook and yuda was it your match of the night Oh no. No. Man. In fact, I had already moved on emotionally. Oh, I, oh, you weren't gonna talk about I was about ready it. to I, I was ready to miss, talk miss, about Miro. Right? <laughs> I miss how they launched Hook. He had like mystique, he was violent, super interested, and now it's just like, oh yeah, I kind of forget he's there until he shows up again. Like I feel like they kind of botched him a little. I think putting him, and then I didn't see Hook back when he was good, but seeing Hook with Orange Cassidy, I would say, like, they're just kind of different. Like, the, just going off of vibes, Hook, when he's good, is like a killer. Like, he'll just come up and choke you out like Taz would, and that's awesome. And Orange Cassidy is all laid back, and he's chill, and he doesn't care. And they work together in a goofy tag team. But when they hang around for too long, it brings Hook down to that normal-ish level of OC. So they probably just have to separate them. But it seems like they kind of kind of have because OC is just with Rocky Romero and Danhausen. But I don't know. But if Dave doesn't have anything to say, might as well move on to Andrade's last AEW match. You got anything, Chad? Nope. Nope. I, I said my piece. I want Hook to be relevant again. Let's make Hook great again. Ooh, okay. Twenty-four. You know how many people we got to make great again in twenty twenty-four? There's only so many hours of TV time in the week. Fair, but I agree. True. It'd be cool to see a nice, fun Hook. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, after that, uh, zero hour, our first official match or second official match of the pay-per-view, uh, we got Miro versus Andrade, which is probably Andrade's last AEW match for a minute. I don't think it's probably, I think it is, <laughs> but yeah, you'll, uh, yeah, kind of a, uh, interesting twist at the end, which we'll get to, but uh very violent hard-hitting match which duh of course it was gonna be um yeah miro definitely went over looking like a complete monster at the end of it and uh yeah it was good to see cj perry back uh 
from her finger infection. <laughs> yeah, she um, told us about it on the match. Could you tell? <laughs> yeah, I loved how uncomfortable Taz was visibly getting about like the home drama that she was like. Bring it out in front of everyone. Like, I was like, oh, do we need to keep watching this couple fight on TV? Like, come oh, on, Taz guys. I think therapy's cheaper. No. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, the match started out with Miro attacking Andrade right off the bat. Uh, Andrade's jacket was still on. Andrade goes for a dive on the outside, but Miro punches him. uh, CJ Perry's upset with Andrade. She's yelling at him to get up. Uh, Andrade shoves Miro over the announcer's table. Table's uh, table gets destroyed. Uh, We get a big superplex, which uh, it was the night of the superplexes, too. I'm sure you guys noticed. Um, Really loud chops to Miro from andrade andrade does a dragon screw to miro on the ropes on the apron and then a big cross body we got andrade hitting a moonsault on miro on the outside andrade hitting his double swan dive moonsault press for a two count cj perry is visibly pissed off uh miro gets andrade and game over but Andrade ends up getting to the ropes. Um, another dragon screw to Miro. Um, <laughs> did you catch that little Miro cry after that? It was the most oh, adorable yeah. little thing. He's like, <laughs> like it was the highest pitched thing. He, he should not have done that. Just throwing that out there. That was not a good look. Um, I, I don't know. I think I want to have that recorded and like put that in something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll you, think of it. If you ever, if we ever do like a Twitch chat, we have like people donate and say something that should be like the dono noise. It's like, ah, wow, grapple sauce guys, great vid, like something like that. That'd be funny. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, after that little uh, cute little Miro cry, we got Andrade hitting a back elbow, but Miro kicks out at two. Andrade gets another figure four on Miro, then the figure eight, but Miro reverses it. Andrade flips back over and bridges for the figure eight again, but CJ Perry swipes his arms out from under him. Oh my gosh. Uh, Miro gets the game over on Andrade again, and Andrade taps for the win. Uh, CJ Perry turned on Andrade, and yeah. Miro did not look like he was in on it. But but then afterwards, CJ Perry was like, that's my husband. Look at him. Like, I love him. He won. And it's like, make up your damn mind. For fuck. Like, how long are we going to do this? Who's next? Is is she going to manage Daniel Garcia? And then it builds to a match at Revolution. And then Miro beats. Like, Like, what are we doing? Unless she starts managing Miro. I don't think this will I don't think this will be good because I've I've seen Lana and Rusa feud for years and it's always bad. But back to this match, all my good points were about Andrade. 
So it kind of sucks that he's leaving. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't like Nero is kind of in that same sphere of like Bray Wyatt, unfortunately for me, where they're really popular and I just don't get them and they don't really click with me. Like even seeing Miro, like he looks good, but I just don't care. Like I don't, I don't want him to win matches. I don't want him to win a title. I was much more interested in Andrade. So I like, and it was all a lot of stuff that Andrade like always does. Like how he recovered that moonsault. Great. Like, yeah, he always does that. And then his back elbow where I, I wrote, it looks like he botches a, like a kick. Cause that always how it starts. Like, Oh, that kicked in. Oh, he was going for the elbow. That's why he's like winding up like such a great spot. And then, uh, I don't know. I just, I hope this is going somewhere. Yeah. It felt like, um, the WWE, like 2010s, when all the wrestlers had to be super safe. So they weren't really allowed to do a lot of cool stuff. It felt like a raw match from back then. I was just kind of like, hmm, it's kind of boring. Uh, I was listening to my favorite podcasters that aren't you guys, uh, Stephen Larson. They do the live reaction, and they referred to uh, Miro's uh, Tron as the Stargate butthole. So that's going into your head. Probably what happens to you after you eat the meat mountain at Arby's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's all no, I'll say. It's, uh, this, this match did not pass the phone test for me, which is I pulled out my phone and started scrolling on Twitter. Uh, yeah, was not, yeah. was not into it. How about you guys? Yeah, I, I didn't get the, the vibe I wanted. Uh, I think Miro was in control for far too long. Um, like Andrade got some shit in, but, uh, but even then, where was the Andrade that we saw during the continental classic? I think he's going. So he's like, ah, whatever. That I'm Still telling though, you. He, he knew about that during the Continental Classic and he put on amazing matches. That this guy, he was just like, eh. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, like, I hate to say this. Maybe it was Miro. Maybe Miro wasn't ready to do ball because yeah. that's like just as prevalent. Take uh, Ambrose and Lesnar at 32, Mania 32. I was so excited for that match because. Foley and Funk were coming out. They were giving him the barbed wire baseball bat. He was giving him a chainsaw. And then Lesnar just kind of suplexed him like 13 times. And that was it. That was the match. So it can easily be, hey, I want to go into this with great intentions. We're going to have a great match. And the other guy's like, I don't really want to do that. Maybe Mira was like, well, you're leaving. I don't really want to take a knee to the face at full force. I don't really want to take your elbow to full force. Like maybe that was just it. Uh, possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not a great match. Uh, barely a good match. Uh, the crowd wasn't that into it either. This is where I first wrote down, like, man, this crowd kind of sucks. Like, I get these matches aren't great, but part of it, part of what makes these match fall so flat is they would just die and you would hear nothing. So at least if there was a little bit of buzz or a murmur, you'd be like, oh, okay, there's something going on. But there's some funny chants or something. Anything. Even like when they would do a meat chant in a later match, it like kind of started and kind of kept going and then it died. So at least at the very end, the crowd was active. But for this, like this was a pretty hard like five matches to get through. And there was things I enjoyed. Like this match wasn't bad. The next couple, the next match wasn't bad, but 
They were hard to get through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of a little bit better matches, uh, next up we've got the AUW Women's World Championship, Timeless Tony Storm versus Rio. Um, we end up getting uh, Tony with a half crab on Rio. Luther puts Tony up on his shoulders and helps Tony throw Riho on the floor. Uh, kind of a callback to what they did on Dynamite. Um, Luther ends up getting ejected, trying to uh, pull some more funny business. Riho does a 619 and a crossbody for a two count. Riho hits another crossbody on Tony on the outside. Uh, Riho stomps Tony Storm and does a dragon suplex. Uh, Tony Storm ends up missing a hip attack, but hits Storm Zero for a two count. Uh, Tony Storm... Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Tony Storm whipped Riho over her hip. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to do there at the end. Like, that looked really bad. Like, are you talking Riho about the, kinda... the finish? Like, what one? The over the back DDT is what I described it as. Apparently, that was a yeah. move she used in NXT. And I, okay. I, I thought it looked good, but I was like, oh, that's the finish? Like, we're already done. So, I, I thought it did look like good, but if we had seen it before, if she had ended any other matches with it before, I think it would have been a little bit better because there would have been some precedents like, oh, this is a move that can end matches. And especially for someone like Riho on a pay-per-view, like Riho's a former champ. Maybe she could have had a little bit more, but she did kick out of the, the Storm Zero. That's basically a pile driver. So uh, but yeah. it seems like you weren't the biggest fan of this match then, Dave, or how'd you feel about it? I mean, it was good. I just didn't under, like, I didn't catch the DDT part of it. Like, she flipped like a rag doll, just Riho over her mm -hmm. body. But, like, I didn't see anything happen other than Riho hit the ground. Like, when did the DDT? I, I only saw it once. That's I, just what I wrote they, down. Um, she yeah, probably yeah that's what they called it. I think oh, Excalibur just, it? like, oh. I think he just called it a thing because it looked so bad. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe just a weird... I think that was also a pretty big uh, um, uh, theme for the night. It was just kind of like mediocre finishes. Like, oh, that was it? Like, I think a lot of people's match of the night kind of altered a big way for me. I was like, that's it? It's over now? But this match specifically, I'll be honest, it wasn't great. Like, I did enjoy it. But I think a lot of that was because Tony Storm is one of my current favorite wrestlers. So as long as I get to see Tony Storm do her shenanigans, it's at least like a two-star match. Which yeah, I'm I think she kind of found her sweet spot, like like her gimmick to wrestling. You know, there wasn't it wasn't as over the top as the uh, the plate gate. Mm -hmm. uh, that that one was a little little more too over it's the top. Like, yeah, it's halfway out her ass. It's like I don't know how you didn't see that, but yeah, whatever, you know. whatever, Aubrey. She was doing her, she did got a lot of her, you know, her cool mannerisms and stuff in. And Luther was freaking hilarious. I loved it when he caught Rio. That was great. And he like set her down and like patted her head. And then well, I thought this was odd, but Tony Storm got on Luther's shoulders and Rio was on the ring and she threw her off. And like 
commentary was like, we've never seen that before. And a couple podcasts I watched was like, I've never seen that before. And I was like, it happened at like full gear a couple dynamites ago. I can't remember exactly, but she either did that same thing to Sheeta or Sky Blue. So I was like, it's not the first time we've seen it, but I love it. And then Luther getting ejected. I was mad. I was like, you can't do that to my guy. He needs to be here, but the butler needs to buttle. Uh-huh. But it, it and then I liked the chant of ref, you suck. Ref, you suck. So it was like one of the only time the uh people kind of spoke up. Uh, and that was a kind of it. I felt like Mariah May was giving Tony Storm some odd looks at the end. So maybe we will get that. Maybe we won't. But if I had to have my final, like my big positive for this match, someone on commentary, I think it was Tony Schiavone, just went like, how can you tell when it goes black and white? And Tad was like, I don't know. You just feel it. So like, <laughs> I love their like little banter when they like stop and like, like that's what some people are legitimately criticizing about. It. It's like, I don't get it why they go black and white. And I'm like, that's the point is she's like crazy and like, this is her, like, this is how she feels. This is how she sees. We're seeing it from her perspective. She's crazy. You know? Did The Undertaker actually conjure lightning, or did we all just kind of go with it? Did Kane actually have power over Hellfire, or did we just kind of go with it? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta suspend that disbelief. Just a little <laughs> bit. Um, was there an actual zombie on the show? Yes or no? Yes or no? Was there an, like I? We just gotta we just gotta accept it sometimes. <laughs> oh shoot! Biting was legal. Ooh. It was. Someone gotta check on Julia. Is she okay? Is she feeling well? But yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. AEW Women's World Championship. Tony retains. Uh. After that, we get a little kind of an impromptu matchup. It was supposed to be Swerve versus Keith Lee. You missed something. Uh, They're ooh, doing oh, a well, match. Dante Martin? Or yeah. Don, yeah, Dante Martin. He's back. It just felt like a... a yeah. Oh, he's back. Oh, my God. I want you to know every single time... I only wanted to bring this up because I'm at a point where every time they put him on screen... He's always back. He's always just saying, I've been back or I'm back. That's his character. He is, he's back. He's and back. that's it. He doesn't even do it. Like, it's not even that he does flips. It's that he's back. And so now I just wrote OC versus he's back on Dynamite. Okay, cool. I'm, I can't wait. So I, I'm, I don't hate Rampage. This. I, no, it's on Dynamite. Is it? Oh, Dynamite. I, I'd be shocked if it's on Rampage. Oh, ooh. You want okay. me to. You want me to start talking about Swerve? You guys are uh, taking you are that? The, you are the Swerve, uh, Swerve poster child? Uh, so I was, I was impressed with AEW. I'll go off on a little tangent here. Looks like they're having fun. Um, this one's not good. Are we getting to the bad ones? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is it like the nuts where they build? It gets worse as you go. That makes sense. Anyways, it was pretty impressive that AEW can keep on making me less and less interested in a Swerve Strickland match. Because you started out swerving Keith Lee, okay? All right, I'm excited, you know? This is a long story they've had. I think it'll be a good match. Sure is it what? It's not him pitting MJF in the main event, but we're not there yet. I can take it. So 
Fine. Swerve is on pay-per-view. Oh, Keith Lee is injured. He can't make it. Whatever. Why has he been on collision these past few weeks if he's been injured? But okay, I'll take your word. He can't make it to the pay-per-view. He's fighting Dustin Rhodes. Okay. Match starts. Or before he starts, Swerve breaks his ankle or whatever. Okay, all right. And I was actually getting excited in this moment because I was like, who are they going to bring out? Like, is Keith Lee okay? Are they going to bring out some big match? Like, my uh, like I couldn't stop thinking of Cody. I was like, what if they bring Cody out to save his brother? And I was like, oh, no way. And then Dustin is like, I can do it. I can win this match. And then it's like a nine and a half minute match of injured Dustin bravely standing up to swerve. Who wanted that? Who on earth wanted that? Because I think the biggest reason why I wanted to ask you, Dave, about if you would have still picked Dustin, because I think that's the point is like, you were willing to not pick Swerve on his meteoric rise, but then it's like, it's Dustin Rhodes. Like, not he is a legend. He has done great things for this industry, but he's Dustin Rhodes. He's mm-hmm. he's he is beneath Swerve Strickland. I hate to say it like that, but right now he's beneath Swerve Strickland. So they either should have ended it after he broke his ankle. They either should have had it been five like. Or, again, same with the JYMJF thing. If you want to just have a match, just have a match. Like, I don't yeah. like. I don't know why you had to do the ankle break spot and then had the match. Because it was interesting stuff. Because Swerve was like, I don't want my time to be wasted. He was like saying that. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But this match was like, kind of sucked. I hate to say it. Um I ha- I always have good points. Uh, Dustin has a great power slam. That's a move that I love in wrestling. So his power slam was very good. Um, and then it seemed like Swerve was kind of heel, but of course he's like one of the few people that got cheered that night. So he's not heel. But and then it was nice to see Swerve win. But I it shouldn't have been like a t- ten minute match. And like a lot of the lot of the moves Dustin was doing is he needed to be like using his ankle like i think when swerve was up on the ropes and he low blowed him he used his broken ankle and like didn't sell it so yeah, and yeah. the canadian destroyer it looked good but again it's like don't you need your ankle for that man like i probably couldn't hit it if i got my ankle smashed with the cinder block so i couldn't hit it anyways but yeah i wasn't i don't really get this match what do you feel, Did Dave? You notice, well, I felt like the crowd kind of were, they were cheering for the heel a lot throughout the night. Uh, I mean, it might have been because of Jericho, <laughs> but. I think, uh, I think it's just stringent, you know, Swerve is uber over, so they're going to root for him anyways. And then there's stuff going on with Jericho right now, so people are going to boo him. Yeah. What, what. Know. Whether it's true or not, I wasn't gonna. I was just gonna say, like, when we get to the match, oh, there's been something about Jericho. I'm not gonna go into it. It's bad if it's true, but nobody knows right now. Um, but it did affect the match because it kind of took it over. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's next. Do we just want to talk about it? Do we have anything else to say about this match? No, yeah, I feel yeah. like it was like, okay, we advertised Swerve, we got to give him something, and then the thing they gave us just made no sense. It should have just been like, like if they wanted to give you something, it should have just been like an uncomfortable beat down, just swerve, just 
messes him up. Mm -hmm. Like it should not have been competitive in the least with how that started. Well, again, I like the little bits where he was like, I hate my, I don't want you to waste my time. Don't waste my time with this. Like that is interesting. And then again, I, I pull like this whole shit was worth it. Cause at the end you got to do swerve on a pay-per-view doing the belt motion. Yeah. Which is what CM Punk did the pay-per-view before he won the, the belt. So I think, they were going to have the end result be the same always was swerve wins and he does the belt and he's like, yep, this is happening revolution. So, Oh man, he's getting that belt from Joe. That's again, what I've been pitching is Joe picks it off of MJF. If MJF is staying in AEW, he gets to, we get to keep that MJF swerve match safe for years to come. And then Joe doesn't need a long reign, but he needs our reign. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But unless you got anything else to say about this match, Dave? No, no, we can move on. Um, after that, we get a eight man tag, uh, Sting, Darby Allen, Jericho, and Sammy Guevara against uh, Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Will Hobbs, and Takeshita. Wasn't it going to be Fletcher? It was, and so I was like, oh no, Takeshita's going to lose. And then, I hate to say it, I would have rather had Takeshita lose than what we got. I'll get to that, but really, I would have... We were all the losers in this Can you, match. like, can you believe that? I, I'm about to say, I would have rather had Sting, Pin, or Tap Out Takeshita than what we got, because at least then, it would have been, Sting is the big, great guy, he's on his retirement run, he gets to pin a heel... I would have I would have stomached that. I already I we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um Yeah, yeah. I I wrote down here, you know, the crowd cheering when the bad guys hit a move on Jericho. Uh Ricky Starks won't even wrestle Jericho. He just flips him off and tags back out. Uh it was good to see uh Darby and Takeshita to, uh, together that was a cool fresh uh little bit of uh matchup there uh darby hit a code red on Takeshita. uh we got a avalanche helicopter blue thunder bomb uh from Takeshita on darby i believe mm-hmm. well, darby is um, the only one who would have taken that <laughs> Not yeah right Sting or jericho <laughs> no uh, we got Will Hobbs and Big Bill throwing Darby clear across the ring. Uh, really rough landing. Uh, Ricky Starks doesn't want to team with Hobbs. Kind of a story beat of the match uh, with uh, Hobbs turning on uh, Ricky Starks back in the FTW days. Um, Sting ends up getting tagged. And cleans house. We get stinger splashes. Uh, he ends up racking Big Bill's balls on the top rope. Uh, Jericho and Sting do stereo stinger splashes. Uh, Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Starks. No, Sammy does a great cutter to Ricky Starks. Uh, we get a boss man, boss man slam to Sammy Guevara from Big Bill. Also a move that happened more than twice. Uh, big boss man slam. 
Um, we got Big Bill. Um, uh, or actually, a Scorpion Death Drop to Hobbs from Darby, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. We get Takeshita dropping Darby on his head. Uh, Jericho uh, has Hobbs in the walls of Jericho. Sting has Takeshita in the Scorpion Deathlock. Darby ends up dive, diving on the outside on Big Bill. Ricky Starks spears Sammy for a two count. Uh, Sammy does the GTH to uh, Ricky Starks. Um, then we get a shooting stars, shooting stars press to Ricky Starks for the win from Sammy Guevara. Yay, we're gonna get Jericho and Sammy versus Big Bill and Starks for the title. Don't yeah. you love that, Chandler? There's uh, there's so much that was just bad about this match. Like, again, I'll go with some good things because there was there's a lot of like really excellent talent in this match. I think just about everyone, but Jericho and like Sammy Guevara. I'm somewhat and like I I'm not that interested in Hobbs, but that's whatever. But anyways, um, there's a bit where Hobbs and Bill just like chucked Darby across the ring. I thought that was really funny. Uh, Takeshita did look really good in this match. I was really glad that I just got to see him. I'm kind of at that point with him, like, ah, if he's on this show, I'm happy. He gets to hit some of his moves. I'm happy. Um, there's a point where I just got a little pissy and I wrote, look at Jericho and look at Takeshita. Like, just look at their bodies and you tell me who would win. Like, just look at them. Like, I, I was a little mad. And then um, Stark went for a stinger splash. So I wrote Starky splash, you know, something. Uh, and then just kind of getting on to the rest of the match. Um, why I would have preferred, like, yeah, like you said, we're getting Jericho and Guevara for the titles. I don't know why you couldn't have just said, oh, uh, I'm picking Guevara as my partner. I don't think anyone would have would have thought twice about that. And then there's that school of thought where you shouldn't have had the match anyways because of the controversy going on, which I'm kind of subscribing to that too. Like, let's say all this stuff was coming out about MJF, right? Like, MJF was a bad person. That's all that was coming out. And they were like, well, we can't pull it because it's the main event. He's got the title. This is pretty important. But this match meant nothing. This match was literally nothing. It was set up on Dynamite, and uh, half of them weren't involved in the story. So you probably could have just said, ah, we're doing an investigation. Nothing's come out. We don't know anything, but we're not going to have this match for obvious reasons. Like, I don't know. I think that would have been the the smarter chant or smarter shout, but we're probably going to get Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho for the titles. And I hate to say it. I think those guys are going to win. And I, that'd make me throw up. I'm going to throw up all over the place. Like can't, can't the Callis family win something? Can't Darby and Sting? Like I was kind of telling that story myself, like Darby and Sting revolution main event. They go for the tag titles. Sting wins, retires the title or Darby finds a new tag partner. Like next night, like that's a great story. But they're not the number one contenders. No. And where was Ric Flair in all of this? Good question. He was at home where he belongs. <laughs> they, they just kind of conspicuously just like, uh, reeled that one back in. He did I think say. they're going to do that with Jericho, too. I, I, I bet you Flair will be there for Revolution, because that's like kind of the whole reason they're going to Greensboro was because of his match with Flair, and 
I think I said it before, like, I'm fine with Flair just being there for Sting. I don't want it, but it is what it is. They are real human beings, and this retirement for Sting does matter. Sting couldn't have been there for Ric Flair on his retirement tour in WWE. So it's like, I get it. I'm not an asshole, but I don't want to see him on TV other than that. So that's, again, I'm I'll fine with it if it ends at Revolution. I don't think it's going to end at Revolution. Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of backtracked big time with Ric Flair. He he would have been on TV all the time. Oh, if, yeah, if know. that was hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Tony Khan is a numbers guy, and if that was producing ratings, he'd be he'd be pushing it. Yeah. yeah, I think they did backtrack pretty hard. He will be on Revolution, but I don't... I think at this point, he won't... He'll, he'll, he'll be around every now and again, maybe... But yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. After that match, we get a TBS title match. Uh, House rules, biting allowed. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. Um, yeah, the it was great till the ending. Um, I was pretty into it. Uh, good match. I'm not gonna let the the ending ruin it for me. I still think it was a great match. Yeah, up um, to this point, this was my match of the night. Yeah, everything preceding yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'd sure. still give the shout to the eight man tag, but this was a pretty good match. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I just didn't know. I don't think I knew that biting was the rule until Abaddon started biting. I must have just missed it, and I was like, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, okay. they said it during the entrances. Mm. Yeah, I just missed it. In my my like weird little head cannon, like you know the uh, the officials went to Abaddon and was like, "So, what do you want your rule to be?" And because she doesn't talk, she just bit the dude. <laughs> yeah, that's what she wants. She wants to bite. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of cool. Right off the bat, we get a uh, "This is Spooky" chance. Uh, they kind of did that a little bit later too. Uh, Abaddon looked aggressive. Um, she was powerful, or they um, had really powerful forearm shots uh, on Julia Hart in the corner. Abaddon bites Julia to escape uh, a couple holds. Abaddon hits double knees to Julia and a cover for two. Uh, there's another superplex we get uh, to Abaddon from Julia Hart, cover for two. Abaddon bites Julia's head, but then Sky Blue comes out and pushes Abaddon off the top turnbuckle. Abaddon chases Sky down and gives her a running knee. Julia slams Abaddon's head in the steel steps over and over. I mean, that is how you kill a zombie. Uh, Julia Hart hits her moonsault for the win, but she did not quite uh, hit that to perfection. Uh, she kind of did she under under rotate and landed on her feet or over? I think a little over, little over. It looked like she landed on her hands and like just was like a little bit off, and like at most her hands and shoulders landed on Abaddon and didn't. Yeah. She didn't quite get all of it. Um, if mm-hmm. I were a producer, 
in one of these AEW shows. I think I'd like kind of start talking to the talent because like one thing I remember hearing about like like small things that you can tell a wrestler is like top notch and it's just things you learn over time is something didn't quite go well. You don't sell that as the end. You go, ah, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's do something else. But this is one of those where like maybe you just have Abaddon kick out of the moonsault. Like, ooh, that would kind of built to the match and it makes sense because, oh, she didn't quite get all of it. And then you could have just punched her five more times, done another moonsault, landed it. Oh, obviously that one. So I think it would just kind of like implore that into them. Like, hey, if you you mess up your spot, that's okay. Things happen. Just kind of adapt. It might be better to adapt than just go with it. But it didn't ruin the match. I still thought it was a great match. Um, I I think Julia Hart's in that same Tony Storm tier for me where I just like watching her wrestler. Or I like watching her wrestle. She's got the greatest entrance in AEW right now, except for Swerve. Um, yeah, and then she won, which is the right call. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, you know, you know me. I love the weird. Oh God, uh, the weird spooky stuff. Uh, I like the weird crazy gimmicks and all that. So uh, I, I was chuckling over the "This is spooky" chance. It was a fun match. Like. I think Dave mentioned it a few times. You can always tell when the wrestlers are having fun. I think they actually enjoyed working together. Uh, yeah, it was just good. Uh, I was able to overlook it. Like you said, if they'd uh, covered it a little better, I think that ending would have been just fine. But uh, this for me is like, pull that eight-man tag out of it. This is If we started the, uh, the pay-per-view here, I think it would have been a great pay-per-view. Because like after here, it just picked up steam, and I really enjoyed everything after it. So, uh, yeah, like I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, you know, I don't think any of us had a, had a question about who was gonna win. It was obvious, but I was glad they had the match. How about you, Dave? What, how do you feel about it? Um, yeah, great, great match. Like the the ending didn't ruin it for me. Didn't take me out of it. Um, it could have looked a little better but I'm not going to complain. Now, I will say that Julia Hart's next title defense, <laughs> the way she executes her moonsault is a make it or break it for me. In her next defense, if she botches that one more time, it's going to take me out of it. But if she does it beautifully or even wins with her uh heartless lock i'll be i'll be back she cannot mess that up one more time or i'm done <laughs> yeah didn't, uh didn't sky blue she sort of changed up her finisher right she yeah. the last last match she won with something that wasn't the her the avalanche it was yeah. an avalanche called blue yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just a slight change up to it. Like, still pull out the moonsault for big moments, but yeah, maybe pull out a submission or something. Yeah, I know that's one thing with like longevity for these wrestlers is you jump off from a fall, you jump off from a top thing or a high thing that's going to break your body eventually. So, kind of adapting to a more grounded style, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I need her to uh, hit that really not nicely you know well it's probably gonna be a thunder rosa uh revolution so that should be fun Ooh, she'll probably be taking that thing too i hope not i'm not ready for this title reign to end just barely started 
I know Revolution is still three months from now, but yeah, hard to picture Thunder Rosa losing to her though. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll see. I still I've only seen the one uh one tag team match. Ooh, I know we're always throwing ones at you, but the lights out with her and Britt Baker. Uh, pretty pretty mind blowing. It's a great match. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. We'll check um, it out. Okay, so after that, we get the No DQ TNT Championship match: Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. Uh, looks I like guess. Adam Copeland. This is the wearing... reason I got to eat these stupid things, so I'm gonna have one right now. Oh yeah, I can uh, I could break into this because I feel like this is the little bit of the sports entertainment nonsense. I'd have a little bit more. Uh, knowledge over but a lot of people were like oh this saved the shows i would agree i mean it was definitely more livelier match uh there's a lot going on but i wouldn't still like this is still a fine match uh it was adam copeland and christian cage going at each other for the uh championship Ooh, ooh, hang tight stand proud you can do it you can do it he's gonna puke (laughs) Gosh, I hope not. Um, I mean, this was another part back to Jericho where I was getting a little pissy. I think I was like, look at Copeland. Like, he looks amazing for 50 or 51 or whatever he is. Like, he looks so good. He's in such good shape. And the only reason you don't see Christian is he wears the turtleneck. But he's in just as good a shape for the same age. So, my gosh, like, no wonder those two are able to tear his house down and have an excellent match like this. Like it was so much fun. I liked having uh uh Shayna and Nick Wayne at ringside. I thought that was fun. It gave uh Adam Copeland a lot of odds to overcome. Uh thank goodness Nigel McGuinness was back. He was like he was on something with this match. He was so funny. There was a bit where I think I can't remember who maybe it was Tony Schiavone, but they were just like, shut up, Nigel, because they're just tired of hearing him. He's like, all right, like. He's just so silly. Oh my gosh. And then <laughs> there was a spot. I can't remember exactly what it was, but Edge was basically beating up Nick Wayne in front of Christian. He was just went, That's a man's son. And they were just like, Well, he's not he's not Christian's son. But like I had just, he's so bought into this Christian stuff, it makes me buy into Christian even more. So mm-hmm. my goodness. But if you've recovered a little bit, you want to break down the match a little, Dave? Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, Adam Copeland is the heel. By the way, <laughs> not not in what happened. Or he got screwed. Going to call him from now on, Cope. You see that Cope. on the uh, on the uh, the cut he was wearing? Just say Cope. Uh, oh, uh, the ring attire he had on was from his match against Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Plus another um, thing where I'm surprised that they just mentioned Mick Foley on AEW. Didn't think that would happen, but I, I'm always keeping track of stuff like that. You mean AEW men's like, especially when they were new, they would mention like WWE like current people sometimes. Like, like they didn't care like it, a lot back then. But yeah, yeah, they'll do that. They're not afraid to acknowledge uh roman reigns i mean 
other <laughs> other promotions. Is that acknowledgement um, of the tribal chief? Did I hear that first? Am I am I hearing uh, that? I'm writing that down. Dave acknowledges that, Roman guy. Reigns as his tribal chief. Let's move on. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> no. He wins. Lol. That's all you need to know is he wins. Uh for many days. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we get Copeland jumping Christian right off the bat on the ramp. He pummels Christian all around the ring. He drinks a beer and smashes it on his forehead. Uh, Copeland slams Christian into the announce table. Copeland yells at Nigel McGuinness. Uh, I love that part. Uh, Copeland throws Christian into the steel steps. Uh, Christian's knees end up hitting the top of the uh, steps. Christian runs into the crowd. Uh, he gets chased chased by Copeland. They brawl in the crowd for a while. Uh, Copeland throws Nick Wayne into a wall on top of the uh, arena. Um, Copeland jumps off the balcony onto Nick Wayne and Christian. Adam Copeland... Uh, tightrope walks the barricade and does a forearm shot uh, to Christian. We get a You Still Got It chant from the crowd. Christian been wrestling the... for years. Mm-hmm. They've been back for uh, years. Yeah. Uh, Christian ends up stomping Copeland's neck on the steel steps. Copeland is bleeding from his eyebrow. Uh, looked pretty bad. Uh, Christian gets a couple kendo sticks and beats up Copeland with them. Uh, chokes him with it. Uh, drives the kendo stick into Copeland's neck. Nick Wayne grabs some chairs and throws them in the ring. Uh, Christian does a Boston Crab to Copeland while sitting in the chair, pitting, pinning Adam Copeland's neck. Love it. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Adam Copeland ended up powering out. Nick Wayne grabbed a metal rod, but Copeland took control and hit Christian with a kendo stick. Uh, he got a cross face on Christian. Christian went to reach for the metal rod, but Copeland put it in Christian's mouth uh, while in the cross face. Uh, Later on, Copeland grabbed a ladder and the crowd became unglued. They're looking for a little TLC, if you know what I mean. Um, Christian hit a sunset powerbomb on Adam Copeland from the top rope, or up from the top of the ladder, actually. Christian grabbed tables from under the ring. The crowd loved it. Adam Copeland hit an impaler on Christian onto a chair. Adam Copeland went for a concerto, but Nick Wayne grabbed the chair. And uh, just in the nick of time, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Christian low-blowed Copeland with a chair. Uh, Christian Cage goes for a spear on Copeland uh, into a table, but Copeland leapfrogged Christian and ended up spearing Christian instead into the table. 
Copeland goes for a cover, but Mother Wayne pulled the ref. Uh, Copeland goes after Mother Wayne, but Nick Wayne hit uh, Wayne's World on Copeland on the floor. Uh, Christian hit the kill switch on Copeland for a two count. Then we got Nick Wayne and Christian setting up a table, then setting it on fire. And they go to send Copeland through it. But uh, Copeland ends up hitting a kill switch. And, uh, or actually right before that, Copeland puts Nick Wayne through the flaming table. Kind of kind of didn't go uh, the way they planned. Uh, the table right, didn't break. He got, he got close. The table broke. That counts. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like flipped back on Nick Wayne, but. Yeah, it, people were calling that a major botch, but I don't. I mean, he was trying to hurt the kid. I mean, <laughs> uh, that is true. Like, no matter what, he hurt Nick Wayne. It just he didn't set him on fire. And if we're like looking past kayfabe here, like we don't want to actually set people on fire anymore. That's really dangerous. So I think Copeland was like, I don't want to burn this kid. He's 18. Like, I think he's like, I'll just like. He was trying to get it to where he broke the table and minimized as much burning damage he could to Nick Wayne. And I think he succeeded. I hate I like I I hate to say it, I think he succeeded. So I'm fine with it. It didn't yeah. this match was still yeah. great. It didn't kill anything for me. They had a flaming table. It was cool. I liked it. That is you something know, I it was the yeah. Cody Rhodes spot, but still. That is something I wrote. I was like, they're both 50 guys. We don't need fire. And then they brought it out. I was like, I guess they're doing fire. What do I know? Um, but yeah, Copeland ended up hitting the kill switch on Christian for the win. We get a new TNT championship. Then so, uh oh. I had to go to the bathroom for this. So like it's just like he was he's just the TNT champ, right? For like like he, and we'll see about dynamite, right? Like, is he gonna defend yeah, yeah. the title? No, is the Sorry. is he gonna is Killswitch gonna cash in on dynamite or did something happen? Yeah, we uh we got a instant cash in from Killswitch. Um, but Christian ended up uh whispering something into Killswitch's ear, and Killswitch gave him the contract. What do you um, think he whispered, Dave? <laughs> man, I don't know. Like, you're not a real dinosaur. And I'm going to tell everyone. Your dad's been extinct for billions of years. <laughs> what yeah, if yeah. What if it's just something simple as you're, you'll be my favorite son? Something like, go with that real bad parenting. Like, oh, yeah, you'll be my favorite. Um. I don't know. I'm kind of over this. Oh, he whispered something in his ear. What was it? Because I think I mentioned it a while ago. With That's what got Andrade into the C2 was CJ Perry whispered something into his ear and he went from not interested to I'm going to kill it and I'm going to be the best person in it. So I was like, what did she say? Turns out it didn't matter. So I don't, I'm not really like, oh, what did he say? I think it was just like Christian needs to be the one who wins the title back. So he just needs to win the title back. Which he did. He won the title back. I, I've been debating, and I want to know what you two think. I can't tell if this is like the best thing ever, or I'm kind of sick of it. Like I, I can't decide 
and I keep on getting like points and like, oh, that's a good thing for like this is brilliant. And this is like, oh, I'm I I no, I'm just kind of over this. So what did you guys think of this? I think wanted it wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of think it depends on the feud. I think he needs one more good feud to take it off of him. Uh, the Copeland one, it just, the story beats were weird. The pacing was weird. Uh, I think they needed some time to really build up more heat or do something like really fast and urgent, but it kind of wasn't either of those things. So as uh, great as the C2 was, I think it killed a lot of the storytelling that we had on dynamite, which is why the devil story kind of sucked. And this story got some input, but not a lot. And I think they had to sell, like, oh, Copeland was really demoralized as there's loss, which is why we didn't see him for a while. But it's also like, mm, maybe we should have just had something. Like, can't you just have Nick Wayne on Dynamite, have him wrestle a couple matches? Like, Lucha or Killswitch on Dynamite, have him wrestle a couple matches. One thing that I heard and I kind of thought was interesting, people were wishing that this TNT title shot happened, like, weeks ago on Dynamite, which I think I could see. Um like it'd be nice to have that looming over the head. It would bring uh kill switch into the story more. Cause it felt like it was just Christian and Adam Copeland. And, and then they got to the baby you and Oh, kill switch is still here. remember him. But uh, I thought this was fun. One thing I wrote down was uh, I said, Shayna Wayne was a Dominic Mysterio. Now she's the solo Sokoa. Cause she's pulling referees out of the ring. Uh. So she, she's multi-talented. Like I, I'm not kidding she's kind of becoming one of my favorite people because she's kind of like that bad, but like, I'm loving her. Um, is she the new mammy? No, no. Cause Rhea Ripley's good. <laughs> Rhea Ripley has talent. Um, uh, and then I thought it was really cool that Adam Copeland won with the kill switch and then Christian won with the spear, like really nice yeah. to bring up there. And like Copeland got a win and, this awesome opportunistic guy who's, you know, was the first money in the bank cash in. He now is the, the shortest reigning probably title run in AEW. I could be wrong, but this is. He does. Yeah. So I think that's really neat. And if this is the only title reign that Edge has or Adam Copeland has, it's cool. But I don't know. Would you guys want to see a, a sequel to this? Another one? Because I feel like they're going to do a cage match. At, yeah, uh, they're Revolution. not done. Yeah. This is yeah. far from over. Yeah, as long as long as they this stretch of the feud is interesting, like better paced, you know, actually hit those story beats. Like I don't know, take some classes on story writing or something, because there's there's certain things they do to a story to make it feel good, and they really aren't doing it. Well, I think the problem is is Tony Khan is still the only one doing booking at least across the three AEW shows. Like, come on, man. Like, just bring someone else in to do Rampage or bring someone out. Like, you don't have to do this all alone, Tony Khan. Yeah. You don't? Like, and run two sports teams. Yeah. I know. I know, right? Like, things WWE does are scary, like creative and writer's rooms, but you don't need, there's a balance between yeah. one guy doing it and 10 people who don't like wrestling and were hired because they worked on movies. Like, there's a difference between that. And yeah, there's a happy middle ground. I heard uh yeah, I heard something very scary and like this, like if if Tony Khan, I know Tony Khan watches this, and I just need to say it, like 
sure this match was great and they were chanting TLC and I do want to see another Adam Copeland and Christian Cage match. Do not get it into that thick head of yours that you need to do a Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian reunion. We do not need that. That would be the AEW equivalent of Goldberg and Taker. That would. That would be as bad, if not worse. Like, Adam Copeland. I want it. No, they're the only one. Like, there are two people (laughs) in that six-man match that can wrestle. Only two. Yeah, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. So that, like, I, like, I implore you, Tony Khan, for the love of Christ, don't, I know you want to. I know you, you're like, double or nothing, baby. That'll be a great match. No. But I don't know. I, like, this was a fun match. I don't have anything to say about it. Like, it was, it it felt like, I hate to say it this way. It felt like a good WWE match where you're like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then you kind of forget about it the next day. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it like I said, if if the feud gets good and the storytelling beats hit, I'd like to see a good build to one more match and then them uh burying the hatchet and maybe butting up and feuding with the heel elite maybe when they come back. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I mean okay it would be that. nice. I don't I yeah, it would be nice. I hope I hope they pull it up. But then it's like, what do you do with Nick Wayne? What do you do with Shayna Wayne? What do you do with Kill Switch? Like these people are kind of becoming too linked up with Christian to just cut it off and go, all right, Christian's going to team with edge now. Like, I don't think hey, look at the JS. They are doing great now because of Chris Jericho. Daddy magic is great on commentary and <laughs> Daniel Garcia is funny, but I, if we're predicting like, I'm going to predict that Adam Copeland and Christian win the tag titles in Wembley, I'm going to say that's an all in kind of thing. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna clip this and uh go, go circle back to it. Watch they 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 challenge for the tag titles at Revolution because they make up by then, and I'm just like, well, my bad. <laughs> wah, wah. Or they or like like something crazy happens. They make up at WrestleMania this year, and I'm like, well, my bad. How could I have known? <laughs> they were working five minutes ago. What happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fun fun match. I re- I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we got the, the, the T, the L and the C and a little F. <laughs> what about so, S? What about stairs? It's uh, table. Yeah, ladders. I mean, ladders. <laughs> ladders. It's tables, <laughs> ladders, chairs, and stairs. The best pay-per-view ever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. Um, the match after that, though, my match of the night, um, man, I was just into it. They told a story. Um, what an emotional roller coaster. Uh, the, I mean, I know Chandler, you, we all knew where it was headed. Um, and you were, you've had come to peace with, you know, the ending of the tournament and the finals and all, but man, they, they they told a story, man, and yeah. and Eddie came out of it, and that belt, ooh, ooh, oh, you don't like it, Chandler? I thought I, it was gorgeous. I think it's one of the most generic belts I've ever seen. Like, I I don't think it's bad, which I think it's better that it's generic than it's bad. But I mean, I hate to say it, I was right. Like, I was into this tournament, I was into this match. I liked the winner. I'm glad Kingston won it. He deserved it. 
But as soon as he won it, I don't care anymore. Like we're past the tournament. It's over. I don't care about, I still don't care about the triple crown. I don't care about him defending no. it. Like I, it, it had been mentioned that each belt now can be independently defended. So then it's not like, didn't the actual triple crown unite three championships? And that's why it's it, triple crown. It's not called the triple crown. It's called the continental. Um, con- it's just the continental crown championship. So they just made a new belt. Yeah. So that, that, that kind of seems to me like for you, it might be, that seems a little better, right? At least it's not three belts wrapped into one. We don't need another belt. They just made another ring of honor belt. What are we talking about? Less belts. Like we want these ring of honor belts off. So they just made a new one. Like, again, I I don't care. This should have just been for a, a world title match or revolution. Um, I mean, the cool thing about it too, is we have a relation or we as if we're AEW, they have a <laughs> relationship with New Japan out of it too, which is kind of cool, you know, like their belt is being defended, you know, in AEW. I think that kind of adds a little bit of value to the whole thing in my mind. Like that that gives it something. Yeah, I, I suppose, but Eddie Kingston has never defended his never strong open weight championship specifically in AEW. So, and they already do have a relationship. They've done forbidden door twice now. So yeah, they, yeah. they've had a relationship, but let's talk about the match. I will. It was a great match. Maybe just not my match of the night. I think I preferred the main event more, but it was still a great match and the right person won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Started out with, uh, well, we get Danielson on commentary, uh, and he made great points uh, throughout oh, the entire match. His talking technique were awesome. That made it mm. so better, especially with how they started, which you're about to get into. But like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff with like Kingston pulling guard and like them talking about the finer points of it. Oh, I was into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about Eddie setting up his strikes uh the test of strength not being a test of strength it's a test of wills um man yeah i really liked his insight uh yeah they chop the shit out of each other um eddie won't go down with a shoulder block from moxley uh eddie ends up diving on moxley but eddie's head ended up hitting the barricade harder than moxley's uh, that looked pretty rough. Uh, Moxley hit a paradigm shift on the floor to Kingston. Uh, Danielson was right there, and he's like, I can't believe I lost to this guy. <laughs> yeah, Danielson uh, was on point. I, I'm a little bummed they couldn't just squeeze Nigel McGinnis in there, but Brian Danielson was great. So, Yeah. Uh, when he retires, man, put him on commentary every now and again. I love that. Uh, but yeah, uh, we get a forearm block to Eddie. They show a replay, basically bone on bone hitting. Um, we get a pile driver to Eddie, then a step over toe hold face lock, uh, to Eddie. 
Uh, he gets out of that. Eddie Kingston chops Moxley harder than I've ever heard any chop on television in my life. Um, they chop back and forth. Moxley gives uh, uh, Eddie the double middle finger. And then I, Eddie chops him even harder than the first one, louder than I've ever heard in my life. Um, Eddie does an exploder to Moxley. Uh, Moxley's real wobbly. Uh, Eddie hits a back fist on Mox. They both go down. Uh, we get machine gun chops to Moxley in the corner. Uh, Eddie says, <laughs> you want 100% motherfucker? <laughs> uh, Moxley runs. Uh uh, yeah, Moxley kind of runs away a little bit. Eddie gives him more machine gun chops in the corner. Uh, Eddie does a DDT to Moxley. Uh, Moxley does a cutter to Eddie. Uh, back fist to Moxley from Eddie. Uh, Moxley hits a lariat to Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie hits a Northern Lights bomb to Moxley. Uh, Eddie gets a bulldog choke on Moxley. Uh, then Eddie hits hammer and hammer and anvil elbows to Moxley. Then a bulldog again. Uh, Moxley ends up reversing and getting Eddie in a bulldog. He gets it locked in, uh, legs and all. The ref checks on Eddie to see if he's still in it, and Eddie ends up getting to the ropes. Uh, after that, Eddie hits another back fist to Moxley for a two count. Uh, another Northern Lights bomb to Moxley for a two count. They end up just slapping the shit out of each other. Uh, Eddie ends up getting one little sneaky back fist right at the end there uh, for the three count. Uh, he ends up beating John Moxley, uh, the first Continental Crown champion. Uh, we get You Deserve It chants, uh, Moxley and Eddie hug. Uh, match of the night for me. I uh, I loved it. The tournament, everything about it. I'm going to be chopping at the bit for next year uh, for that tournament. It, it was amazing. And now I'm really, really dreading not having it around. So, uh, yeah. What do, what do you two think about it? I love this match. Uh... I don't get to watch it nearly as often as I like, but I love New Japan and specifically like New Japan strong style matches. And this to me was like a love letter to it, just how like, you know, it built and it built and it built. And then that ending was just like bomb after bomb until one of them finally put the other guy down. It was uh, for me uh, a good culmination of like, like, you know, Kingston getting through specifically all the BCC and uh, with like Mox as the scary final boss. It was, uh, I, yeah, I love the match. I love the attitude. I love him. To, you want 100% motherfucker? And then just pushing through to the end. Uh, yeah, that commentary complimented it, the fight. They didn't like pull away from it. Uh, yeah, I. This was this was the point where like the phone was away and I was just I was glued to the TV. Like this was great for me. Probably probably my match of the night. I enjoyed MJF versus Joe as well, but for me this one had my attention 100%. How about you Chandler? Uh, <clears throat> I mean I did 
quite enjoy this match. I think my kind of problem with it, and it's not so much a problem with this match. It might just be a problem with like kind of wrestling in general. There's a lot of chop battles in wrestling right now, especially AEW. So when you do them all the time, it makes a match like this feel less important. So I think that's why I wasn't as into it as you guys was. I was like, it's kind of just, and I know it wasn't just, there was a lot more to it than it, but it just felt like another chop battle for me for a bit. And of course there's like bits that made it a little bit better. Like there was one specifically where like, Eddie Kingston chopped Mox so hard he had to go to his knees for like 20 seconds and like catch his breath. Like that means something. So when you do something like that, I was on board. It was great. But again, like that was one chop of like 50, which is still crazy. It's still a lot, but it's like it just law of diminishing returns. This was kind of hitting for me. Like I was like, ah. I feel like I've seen this a lot before. And then we got to the last bit and you know, it was cool how he hit this sneaky third back fist, but I felt like a match like this with this magnitude and how important this tournament has been. And I, I think it needed just one more move for me, like his power bomb that he's been setting up a lot. It's like Kawada's move or whatever. Like, I think for me, it needed something like that. But seeing Kingston with the three belts was great. The little hug, or not a little hug, but the hug with Mox and Kingston was real. Like, it was heartwarming, so... By no means was this a bad match. I just don't think this was my match of the night. And like maybe 1%, like 1% disappointing for what I had for the CC final. And that's just because of how brilliant this classic has been. I hate to say it. This was not the best match of the classic, which sucks because you would want the final to be the best. But for me, it wasn't. Uh, Eddie Danielson was my match of the classic. Either the first one or the rematch. Um, the first one. I think one thing I wrote down, and this was just kind of like the crowd was even kind of like it was good for this match, but there were still bits where they were dead. And like, I just thought of that Swerve and Mox match where like the crowd was like unglued for the entirety of it. And I was like, I kind of missed that. Like, that was just a match on dynamite but that felt like a moment like holy crap this is big and this was the final and people were like yeah let's go kingston but what do you I... think caused the crowd not to be as hot like when we were in seattle it was uncontrollable like everyone was going crazy and that like wasn't a false crowd like that arena was not full i don't know why like I mean, I would say that uh, Wrestle Dream had two matches that were better than anything on this card, but those matches were also like halfway through the card. So I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but like, I don't, it's weird when you see a crowd like this because they were so full and they would get so quiet. But mm -hmm. they at least were uh, loud for the next match. I'll say that. But before yeah, we get absolutely. that, did you see what they announced for Collision? No, Ooh, what's that? Oh, uh, they announced FTR versus House of Black is happening on Collision. Oh, which yeah, yeah. Really kind of made me mad because I was like, that's like one of the few matches that have had build. There, there has been build on Collision. There's been For story months. time on Collision. 
even at full gear, there was it was still kind of built around this FTR House of Black, and that was a month ago. So you put that dog shit eight man tag on this, and you had FTR and House of Black in your back pocket, and just didn't feel like it. Maybe, maybe it's because they have like an hour long barn burner that they can have on Collision that they can't do on the pay per view because they just don't have that kind of time. But it's also like, why? Why don't we have matches with Build on the pay-per-view? Why are they on the, the next week's show? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least at least we're going to get it. Uh, it should have been on the pay-per-view for sure. I don't know. I My theory is one of the four guys, something was going on, and it just couldn't, they couldn't work it out. Maybe Cash had a court date Friday or something, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, like, who knows? To keep bringing up people that you know wrestlers that people think are going back to the fed and a lot of people think uh malachi could be heading back here as soon as his contract is up so maybe this is this is a bit like the jade cargill statlander match where they're just like ah statlander cargill have a match okay all right cargill's gone and like like days later it was all but known that she was headed to the wwe so not to derail the podcast, but I have been keeping my eye on the uh, day one results uh, in case MJF popped up because I thought that'd be hilarious. Oh, uh, but, you know, they've been teasing the return of a uh, former WWE. Was it Big E? Nope. Oh. Even worse. Who was Most it? Who... Disappointing thing I could even think of. Oh, oh, my gosh. Don't it... hinder the gender. I was going to say gender. <laughs> oh, and then I... The Rock came out and beat him up and challenged Roman Reigns. No, you're joking. Oh, okay. I can I go off a tangent for yeah. Jinder Mahal? For I, five that's seconds? why I threw that out. I love getting Chandler wound up. It's my favorite part of the cast. So I wasn't watching when he won the title, but like obviously that's such big news. You hear about it, and so I remember just going on Twitter and being like, "Who? The guy from 3MB is WWE champ. He beat Randy Orton on a pay per view." And I somehow came across the Indian dub of him winning. And it's so hilarious because he pins them and they don't know what to do. Like, I think they didn't know. Like, I think it was a shoot for these Indian commentators. They were like, oh, oh, oh." they're like freaking out. And then they just start going, India number one, India number one, India number one. (laughs) So it's like. People like I get why people who had to watch that rain because it was like a four month rain and he beat like Nakamura twice on pay per view like it's cursed, um, but like I always look at it and I just laugh because I'm like at least I got to hear India number one India number one <laughs> so I can't believe that they were hyping I was actually like oh what if it's Big E like because that would be so great oh, man, Big E's awesome yeah. Oh, that would that would get me in the feels. Oh, are they doing? Ugh, they're gonna do Jinder and Gunther at the Royal Rumble for the IC title, and I'm gonna. Oh, they're gonna. They're they're having like Gunther build up. Like he just built the Miz up, which is fine because I think Miz has some talents that Jinder Hall does not. So Jinder's gonna put an end to C- Cody's story. I'm. <laughs> that would be something. Gender hijacks. There's a triple threat, and like gender pins Cody to win the title off a of Roman. Nah, I don't know. Stack them both. Uh I don't. I too. I think that would win it if gender <laughs> packed and stacked and pinned Cody, and that would be a statement. That's how you get the Indian market. 
Well, that's enough True. gender. I- I'm glad we got to bring that up. Shout out to gender, but we're on to the you main event. In this main event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time. It is for the main event. Uh, AEW World Championship. MJF defending against Samoa Joseph. Uh, yeah, really, uh, really great match. And MJF ended up uh, doing more than I thought he could do. Injured, uh, which was kind of cool. Uh, we had Adam Cole there to support MJF. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I'm going to tease it now. I meant to tease it at the beginning. Excalibur dropped a bomb that basically, to me, confirms MJF was going to WWE. So I'm I'm in the MJF is going to WWE oh, camp. Whatever I know what you're you want, saying. I know, you want me I know to drop it? it? Please. Yeah, so I know when, what, yeah. what, when MJF was first getting in, it was right before, and I encourage everyone to go back and watch this, because either they confirmed that he's dropping the title or they confirmed that he's leaving. But he's standing or he's sitting on the ropes, like the top ropes, and he's getting really emotional, which makes sense just in a like face value he's in his hometown big stadium big face reaction the next caliber on commentary goes for one more final time and then was cut off by justin roberts and they never like went back and said that so either they were like messed up he shouldn't mm-hmm. have said that mm-hmm. you, you, you don't up. say something like for like you should have said just like oh for one more time we get to see mgf but it was for one more final time so yeah i'm on the i'm on the mjf is going to wwe bandwagon now but anyways that was about it i just kind of thought that was interesting and no one has said anything about it right i caught that too um yeah the shoulder was bandaged up uh it's a big target taz says uh mjf gets some early offense but joe turns the tide and takes control uh he brutalizes mjf uh he does an iron claw on mjf's shoulder uh really like that uh joe goes for a muscle buster but mjf escapes mjf rolls up joe in an inside cradle but joe kicks out uh mjf goes for a kangaroo kick but joe catches him and catapults him over the top rope MJF tried to skin the cat, but Joe knocks him off the apron, and Joe dives on MJF on the outside. Uh, Joe hits a Death Valley driver to MJF for a two-count. Samoa Joe hits a German suplex, a dragon suplex, and a straitjacket suplex for a two-count. Even Taz had to call that out and be like, wow, Joe doesn't really uh, pull that out uh, very often. Uh, Joe does a a muscle buster to MJF on the apron. Holy shit. Uh, MJF kicks out at two after that. MJF goes for another kangaroo kick, but Joe kicks him out of the air. MJF tries to put Joe on his shoulders, but he collapses. Uh, MJF hits a heat seeker on Joe. Joe kicks out at two. MJF gets the salt of the earth on Joe. uh, Uses tape uh, to help him keep the hold, but the ref catches him, makes him break the hold. Uh, Joe gets MJF in an armbar, 
And MJF gets to the ropes. Adam Cole cheers him on. Uh, Samoa Joe gets MJF in a choke, but MJF shoves Joe into the ref. Uh, we get a ref bump. Um, MJF low blows Joe, does uh, an F5, right? That, uh, yeah. On Joe, which was Lesnar's really beautiful. Confirmed. <laughs> no, it's MJF's first feud in WWE. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, both men collapse. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, MJF covers, but the ref is too late. Uh, Joe kicks out. MJF asks Adam Cole for his diamond ring. Uh, Cole searches for it and finally finds it, but he's too late. And Joe grabs MJF. Uh, MJF rolls up Joe for a two, but Joe chokes MJ out uh, for the win. Uh, even the ref uh, seemed surprised. I like that little touch at the end. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a new champ, man. Uh, Joe leaves. Uh, MJF looks really sad. Uh, the Dumpling Gang show up around. They grab MJF and Adam Cole. Ooh, before One we ha- get into the reveal, do we just want to break down the match and like kind of separate it up? Yeah, sure. Because I feel like there yeah. is a difference between Joe winning the title and then what follows. Because Joe winning the title had nothing to do with what happened next. So. Yeah, that, it was a clean win. That's kind of how I feel about it. I'm not like showing it. I was buzzing when Joe won because I was like, I think I predicted it and I wanted it, but oh my gosh, to see it actually happen. And I like, I think I was like shocked when it first happened. And then as time goes on, goes on I love how he won the title. Like, yeah, no, his uh, Bryce's uh, reaction was the exact same as mine, which is I expected the old fist to come up and start shaking. And then, no, he was just like, yeah, you got a you got a huge man like Samoa Joe just on your back choking you out. Like I guess you can't just baby face power up your way out of that. Um, no. But Joe countered the kangaroo kick that makes him the biggest Twice. heel in the biz. He's the biggest heel in the biz. Um, and then uh, and I genuinely like I was watching this after the show had ended, so I had known like when it ended. But when he hit that muscle buster on the apron, I was like, no, that's done. Like, like you don't you don't kick out of that, right? Isn't it like the hardest part of the ring? I could be wrong, but my sources have told me that it's the hardest part of the ring. But I mean, I I, I just think that finale is so perfect because like he pops up and he's like, Yeah, yeah. And it's like quiet for like 10 seconds. You don't hear his theme, and the crowd's just like, What? Like, what is going on? And then he gets the title. Hometown. Yeah. Oh, like, I love Joe so much. And I hate to be like this, but like, he's going to have like a two month reign and I'm going to oh, love yeah. every second of it. Cause like, I just, I think all I want is give him like two or three or four good defenses on Dynamite and Collision coming up and then sort of just beats him at Revolution. Like, yeah. Perfect. Uh, the thing nobody's talking nearly enough about though is that. A uh, little video package right at the beginning where the chick said she uh, she fucked him in the back of a car. And that shit was tearing <laughs> me up, man. I was loving that. Uh, yeah, he came out with that slick robe. Like, I, like he, he 
he had wind face like he sold it perfectly like i was like oh my god is he gonna somehow find a way to pull this off and um yeah then like the beating he took and he kept trying to come back he took joe's ear nagi which shout out to that move that never looks bad he joe's ear nagi does like him and jay white have uh it's hard, hard to say who has the better one I think they're just too different. It's like Jay White goes in with his whole body and he like kind of turns for a bit. Like he's going everything in it. And like Joe's kind of the opposite because he's oh, so big. So All he has to do is like bring you up and then he does like chuck you as hard as he can. Like I think they're just different, but both fantastic. Yeah, but uh, good results and interested to see what the future holds. Uh, like you said, uh, it doesn't need to be a long reign. It just needs to be quick and violent. He needs a few just uh messed up uh uh title defenses to kind of build some credibility for yeah like you said probably swerve uh you might have to do a an orange cassidy deal with him where they maybe throw like tons of people at him and just break him down break him down kind of thing i mean yeah i don't think that's a bad idea just something good for I just want to see like a good couple matches with him as champ, see him retain, and then be perfectly fine with him losing to Swerve. Yeah. Unless yeah. you guys have anything to say, uh, we got to talk about my all-in prediction finally coming true. I was right. It just took six months. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, we got Joe winning. Joe leaves the uh, the arena. MJF is sad. The dumplings show up. Uh, they got uh, one has a chair. Adam Cole says, hit me. MJF says, hit me. Uh, the lights go out when they come back on. Adam Cole sitting in the chair with all the dumplings behind him. Uh it ends up being Wardlow, Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. Uh, they all attack MJF. Uh, Cole pulls the devil mask from his jacket, throws it on MJF, and they all stand tall. Uh, we got the big devil reveal. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. I'm glad it wasn't Jack Perry. I'm glad it happened. I'm confused. Ooh, yeah. What's like, what's the point? Like, in theory, yeah. the the championship's like the greatest prize, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you want it on a weekend MJF and not a mad psychotic assassin Samoa Joe? I there, don't want to fight that guy. There's been one thing keeping this alive, in my opinion, and it's that his end goal isn't the title for some reason. And that's only kind of backed up by Wardlow kind of saying in a promo that he wasn't going for the title. He just wanted Max to suffer. And so like, that's a lot of like, if this works out and I agree with you guys, but I I'm just kind of guessing that the title wasn't the end goal here. And that's I all guess I will have to let it play out. Yeah, well, um with no MJF, how could it play out? <laughs> I I think yeah. Um so oh uh Wardlow in the Kingdom, we've known that for like months, and but it was like, oh, who's this third person? 
I hate to say it, I was really disappointed that it was Roderick Strong. I think that's like probably yeah, I he was going to be the Stoogie rather uh, odd man out. Wow, easy for me to say. <laughs> um, like you could have done so much good stuff with, and let's say Max is staying in AEW, which is just as likely, but I'm just kind of on the other side, but Max stays. Now it's just Max and Roddy against Adam Cole and the kingdom and whoever the third per- fourth person would be in war though. Like that is so great. And like seeing Roddy potentially grapple with, Oh, Adam Cole, his best friend is evil. The kingdom is two friends are evil. Like, this is and it's like no Roderick was in on it the whole time. Like that's really uninteresting. And I like I care any will that Roderick Strong had, I've lost. And like it's kind of the same with Wardlow, is like any interest that he had is now gone because he's just now under Adam Cole. And it was all about Adam Cole, and now Adam Cole is still injured, so who knows when he's coming back? And then it's also like, well, did this only happen because MJF lost? Because why didn't this happen at full gear? Because, like, what changed? I, I And it's just like, if you, if you think about it all, building, it kind of just doesn't, it kind of falls apart for me. So I'm giving them the yeah. benefit of the doubt and just hoping Adam Cole cuts a promo on Wednesday you know, and he's like, I did it for this, this, this. You know, I was on the bench and I saw you succeed. You you lost those Ring of Honor tag titles. And but then it doesn't make any like I it doesn't make sense. So yeah. Yeah, no, there's no logic <laughs> at all. It's just that um, he was jealous, or but jealous of what? He lost, and then he MGF doesn't have the title anymore. So what does he have to be jealous of? So unless he's just vindictive and just wanted to ruin his life, which I don't know, like that works for Wardlow because we saw I we didn't I didn't see it, but I believe you guys when you say he treated Wardlow badly, and I believe all the promo packages that Wardlow's been cutting to where he has a bone to pick with Max, but I don't know. I did. I loved how when he got him in for the power bomb, he went finally. Like that was really cool. So yeah. I'll give him kudos for that. That was really cool. But again, it's like, eh, like at least it happened. At least it wasn't Jack Perry. Man, I think Wardlow could have worked as the devil. Yeah, yeah. I think I almost would have like liked oh, that the, drive. The would, would have worked out better. Like, cause yeah. yeah, it was just, I just wanted to inflict punishment on him. You ruined my life. I'm going to ruin his. I don't, yeah. It's like Wardlow. I've been the, Wardlow's been the guy who's been calling out Max and saying he's going to end his world. Like, yeah, he just mm-hmm. wasn't wearing the devil mask when he was cutting all those promos. And now it's, that would have been interesting, but yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. This is real interesting. Um, you know, it'll be neat to see how they reset on Wednesday for the the uh fallout show. Um New Year knew them. I hope. Yeah. They kind of need like a like a a real banger of a dynamite that really establishes a lot of new things. Cause if they don't have that, Ooh. like like I'm not gonna like be out, of course, because we review this, but it'll kind of kill a lot of my interest going forward because they needed they really needed a great pay-per-view and they didn't we didn't get one. We got a mid pay per view. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, how about we're getting uh, Serena Deeb back? That was a catch cool that. Uh, I love that promo. I heard. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty happy about that. Been gone a long, long time. Um, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, hopefully we get a nice uh, reset shuffle. Um, I feel like we did after um, Wrestle Dream. They did a good job of resetting. And uh, also, do you think they're going to try to sneak in a new pay-per-view in between now and... Uh, I think they would have had to announce it on World's End, and the fact that they didn't, I'm going to say no. Now, they didn't announce the next pay-per-view date, right? Well, usually they do at each pay-per-view. So uh, that it's, kinda... it's just Revolution. Yeah, March 3rd. Right. Yeah. Oh, we already know it. We already know it. I think yeah. they're I think they're just gonna be building till revolution. Okay. March, man, that's a long way away. <laughs> Good. I maybe, think they're gonna sneak one little, in. Uh, long term storytelling. Like let's just like slow burn it, like build build up some good feuds. What about um aren't there typically like one off big dynamite shows like a fighter fest yeah, or uh fight for, fight the, for the fallen? Maybe what yeah, are those, those are, is around the corner? Yeah, they're typically uh summer, I believe. Uh but yeah. Yeah, long time until revolution. Um Do we want to do highs cool. and lows? What was your guys' highs and lows for the night? Um, uh match of the night, my high, uh Eddie Kingston went in went in that tournament final. Um Probably my low of the night. Um, I think I'll give it to a zero hour match. Uh, the Willow Willow botch. Uh, it just looked really bad to me, and I I cringed hard. <laughs> um, how about you, Chandler? High point is uh, specifically Joe winning the title. Uh, I think he looked great. Um, I was. Like, I, I think it was the right call. I'm really excited. I think that coming out of this is what I'm most excited about is what do you do with Samoa Joe as top champ in a company? That's something I wanted in WWE and I didn't get. So I was really glad to see. My low point uh, is a fucking Jericho match. And I hate to say it, um, his accusations have nothing to do with that. I've been a Jericho hater since this podcast started. So I, I would have I would have hated that match as much as I did because that was just a purely bad match. So yeah, yeah. yeah. how about you, Chad? Uh, Mox Kingston uh, for me was my high. Um, like I said, for me, it, it it hit it hit all my beats that I love. You know, it they pulled a little realism in there, like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu spots right at the beginning were cool. Kingston pulling guard and trying to out jiu-jitsu uh mox i thought was kind of rad because you know mox always has the death jujitsu uh (laughs) t-shirts on and stuff um yeah just for me that was just it was such a good story and yeah like yeah kingston and mox both just know how to tell a good story and it me uh that made the night for me uh low point uh, i'm with chandler on that one that that match had just zero chemistry nobody wanted to be there it felt like yeah 
it was just uh it was sad to, that sting had to be involved in that because i would have i would have rather just pulled all that have sting and darby just have a cool uh go against turbo floyd and truth magnum or whatever or, or like have sting and darby I, I hate to say this have sting and darby versus the callous family and you just have sting pinned to Kesha. like this is coming from one of Takesha's biggest fans like anything to avoid what we got but yeah yeah i think uh I think when the Golden Jets thing did it, it would have been a good opportunity to reset all that and just push off and go in a different direction. Because, yeah, that was just, it was uncomfortable and not fun. Yeah. I watched Dynamite's um, going to open heavy. with Jericho. He's like, I know, guys, I know you've all been waiting since World's End. I know who my tag team partner is. And it was just like, boo! Boo! It's Nick Nemeth. No, he's showing up soon. He's gotta. Gotta. Um, did any of you two or either of you two uh hear the rumor of they're redesigning the AW championship belt? No, I did not. There was a kind of a leak uh of a picture of it where the AEW logos uh behind a black background instead of the way it looks now looks a little different but yeah i think that joe was talking about wanting to give it his own uh flair he kind of talked about uh the triple b and it that was you know mjf's deal so um yeah let's see yeah, the uh, wrestling news uh, tidbits. Um, yeah, MJF no longer on the roster. That could that doesn't automatically mean that he's leaving. They've done that with him before. They did that with him after the double or nothing. So I'm not. I don't consider something like that a a point in my honor or a point in my favor. I'm just like ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, they they moved Jay Uso to the like like uh, basically retired page, and then two weeks later he was back on like TV. Like this is something that all companies do. Yeah, but other than that, I think a lot of the news is just kind of like speculation and like, oh, Andrade is probably going over. Oh, Jericho might have done something. It's just a lot of speculation. There's nothing that's been real clear cut. Uh, something from last week that I really liked. Uh, Liv Morgan is a pothead. <laughs> that was no, no, that wasn't hers. Supposedly, like it was. She like, didn't inhale. So uh, yeah, I apparently the pen was her friend's and it's found in her car. Okay, she got a felony charge. Yeah, she, wrong state. Ooh. Florida. Put her I up know. in. That. Who would have thought Florida? They're con- they're like not uber conservative, but they're more conservative. They tend to lean a little bit more red, so I'm not that surprised. But what is that? Liv Morgan and Cash Wheeler are two big convicts for the year. Wow, who would expected that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She uh, had trouble maintaining her lane. 
<laughs> this is why she got pulled over. Uh, yeah, bummer. At least, uh, you know, I like to know that she was into weed. Uh, <laughs> it didn't, uh, apparently, oh. it didn't like WWE doesn't think any less of her for it. Like, so she's not going to be punished for it. She just probably won't be on TV for a bit, which I think she was injured anyways because she hasn't been on TV for a while. But she's great. Um, love to see her again soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that might be about it on the news. Um, yeah, I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Um, unless you two have anything you want to contribute. Uh, um, real quick, uh, over halfway there to the 100 subscribers, what were we going to do when we hit 100 subs again? The bomb? Well, you're doing a bomb chip, right, Chad? Yep. Going to wreck my life. It's probably worse I'm than gonna eat stupid things. Yeah, yeah. Um, these were, you know, a little abrupt and annoying, but they weren't like painful to, to really, you know. No, I'm getting jazzed um, up. They had a lot of sugar in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Diabetes. Woo! No sleep um. till Dana. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we hit a hundred, I'm gonna just eat a lot of these. I'm not gonna do no increment crap. I'll probably do the top three hot at once and then just so eat the if, other ones in my leisure. If you would like to apply for the, the third third man position of the grapple sauce crew uh, at a hundred <laughs> subs, I feel like we'll be uh, losing our good, good friend, the Daver. I want it on record. I'm advising him not to do this. He's just going to do it. So I want it on record that one one of us is telling him not to do it. It's good content. Uh, but yeah, we are currently at 68 subscribers. Subscribe right now. Don't you want to be the nicest subscriber we've ever had? Come on. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Subscribe now. Do it. And the cool thing is we've started at like 61 today. Ooh. So they're 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 climbing. We're getting like, yeah, yeah. The, the top six five to eight a day. All have been doing. They've done some work. Yeah. Hey, it's still up in the air whether or not MGF is going to double double E or staying with AEW. So watch him figure out maybe what Dave thought why he could go. What I thought maybe he should go. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, check out our videos. Don't forget to like, uh, comment uh, if you agree, disagree with our uh, take on any match, any wrestler, any gimmick. Um, yeah, engage with us. We'll uh, we'll bring you up in our podcast. Answer your questions during our show. Uh, when those start coming in, that'll be a fun little uh, little you know part of our. Uh, show too engaging with the audience so uh yeah we're we're having a blast um the more we do this uh the more i want to do it uh <laughs> well said uh so yeah check out our mjf videos our uh top five legendary face painted wrestlers um, and we've got a few cool uh, top five videos coming down the pipe uh, from Chad. 
So yeah, I got a week off my real job, so I'm gonna mess around. Let my let my strange wrestling takes uh, come out in the form of top five videos. I I'm thinking excited. Of the, uh, top five goofy gimmicks and Ooh. possibly top five uh, WTF moments, but like as pertains to me, not mm. like in general. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. It'd be boring to have it be in general because it would have to be like, well, the Montreal school screw job was pretty yeah. WTF, but nobody needs to hear about that. We all know. No, it's the ones that like specifically bring back nostalgia to me. There's some good ones on there. I'm excited. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, should be great. Yeah, the people are loving our uh, top five videos. Uh, yeah, should be great. Ooh, before we go, we are going to uh, prestige Roseland 7 um, in four days. So, yeah, we'll uh, try to four get days. you a review. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you a review for that. And uh, should be a great show. Our local uh, local indie promotion. Um, yeah, should be fun. So, uh, yeah, I think that just about does it. Thank you all for watching. Um, again, don't forget to subscribe and have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is for you. And thank you for watching. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye.